0: Hey friends, I'm Jeremy Hernan. welcome to the Saint Friends Podcast, a podcast for Catholics, non-Catholics, and really anyone interested in learning about the lives of some ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives and answered God's call to holiness. Today's Saint Friend is probably one of the oldest Saint Friends who lived after the birth of Jesus. In fact, there's even an ancient tradition that says that he met him. So let's walk bravely into the lion's den with our new friend, Saint Ignatius of Antioch. We don't know a ton about the life of Ignatius. All we really have is ancient tradition and writings, as well as seven letters that he wrote on his way to be executed. It's said that Ignatius converted to Christianity at an early age, and tradition tells us that he and his friend, the future saint and bishop of Smyrna, Polycarp, were disciples of our old saint friend, John the Apostle and Evangelist. There's even a pretty well-believed story about Ignatius that when he was only a child, he was among the group of children that Jesus was speaking about when he said, Let the children come to me and do not prevent them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these, in chapter 19 of Matthew's Gospel. Jesus then placed his hands on the children, blessing them, and went away. Ignatius was eventually called to succeed St. Evodius as the fourth bishop of Antioch, a position that St. Theodoret of Cyrus tells us was given to Ignatius by our old saint friend Peter, the Prince of the Apostles, personally around the year 69. As a bishop, Ignatius of Antioch defended both orthodoxy, Right teaching, as well as orthopraxy, right practice of the Christian faith. In the year 107, under the persecution of the Roman Emperor Trajan, Ignatius refused to deny Christ and, in essence, signed his own death warrant. Ignatius was arrested by ten soldiers and was taken to Rome. This was a little unusual for the time, as most people were punished locally to make an example of them to those who knew them best. Ignatius was likely taken to Rome because of who he was, and to be killed as part of the entertainment at the Roman Colosseum. It's understood that Ignatius went on the following route to Rome. First from Antioch to Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, either by land or by sea, then to Smyrna, the home of his friend Polycarp, and likely passed through Philadelphia. He went through Troas and boarded a ship heading for Neapolis in Macedonia, before traveling through the city of Philippi and arriving in Rome either by land or by sea. An additional oddity is that Ignatius of Antioch seems to have been allowed to meet with entire congregations of Christians along the way, as well as with several individual visitors and messengers who passed on his letters to the churches near where he was. These letters spoke about the hierarchy and structure of the early church, as well as the basic parts of the Christian faith. These letters are a key piece of connecting the early church to the unbroken line of teaching of the apostles given to them by Jesus. Ignatius was the first person to use the word Catholic in describing the whole universal church. And these letters show the holiness of a man who was willing to shed his own blood as a culmination of the life lived in imitation of Christ. In his letters, he often thanked his fellow Christians for their concern about his well-being, but insisted that they let him follow through on his final act of faith in Christ. Ignatius wasn't afraid of death because death had already been defeated and he truly believed it. Anticipating his martyrdom, He wrote to the disciples in Rome, so let's hear Ignatius' own words. I am God's wheat and shall be ground by the teeth of wild animals. I am writing to all the churches to let it be known that I will gladly die for God, if only you do not stand in my way. I plead with you, show me no untimely kindness. Let me be food for the wild beasts, for they are my way to God. I am God's wheat and shall be ground by their teeth so that I may become Christ's pure bread. Pray to Christ for me, that the animals will be the means of making me a sacrificial victim for God. No earthly pleasures, no kingdoms of this world can benefit me in any way. I prefer death in Christ to power over the farthest limits of the earth. He who died in place of us is the one object of my quest. He who rose for our sakes is my one desire. The prince of this world is determined to lay hold of me and to undermine my will, which is intent on God. My love of this life has been crucified, and there is no yearning in me for any earthly thing. Rather, within me is the living water, which says deep inside me, Come to the Father. I no longer pleasure in perishable food or in the delights of this world. I only want God's bread, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ, formed of the seed of David, and for a drink I crave his blood, which is love that cannot perish, end quote. Ignatius of Antioch was thrown to the lions in the Roman Colosseum and died around the year 107. His feast day has pretty much always been celebrated on October 17th each year. His remains were returned to Antioch by his friends after his death, but were later moved by the Roman Emperor Theodosius II to the Old Temple of Tyche, which had been converted into a church dedicated to St. Ignatius of Antioch. In 637, Antioch was overrun by the Rashidun Caliphate, and his relics were taken to the Basilica di San Clemente in Rome, where they remain today. Ignatius of Antioch obviously wrote some very important things about the early church and the faith of Christians, so many have asked why he's not a doctor of the church. As Pope Benedict XVI put it, martyrs are generally not named as doctors of the church because their lives had a higher purpose, martyrdom, than anything that they could have written. That said, we've now had one martyr be named as a doctor of the church, so maybe there's still hope for Ignatius. Thanks for hanging out with me and our new friend, St. Ignatius of Antioch. Reach out to us anytime by email at saintfriendspodcast@gmail.com at or on Instagram at stfriendspod. As always, you can find me and more St. Friends at our website, stfriends.com. As we wrap up, we ask for the prayers of our new St. Friend. Ignatius was concerned for the unity and order of the church. He also was willing to do whatever was needed, including being martyred, rather than deny Christ. He didn't want anyone to dwell on his own suffering, but to see the love of God strengthening him throughout. May the life, and especially death, of Ignatius remind us of the price of commitment to Christ if we are to truly live like him in the face of extreme persecution. We say together, St. Ignatius of Antioch, pray for us.